Hello, my name is Nolan Nichols, and it's so great to be with you once again for another episode of A Million Dreams Podcast. Today, we're going to be switching it up a little bit. Our previous episodes have been centered around interviews with special guests, and although we're going to continue to do those types of episodes, starting today, we're going to change it up a little bit, which I'm super excited about. The heart of this podcast has always been to uplift, to inspire, and to challenge listeners with practical steps that they can apply in their own lives. And I hope that by the end of the next 15 minutes, you will feel that way as well. So let's go ahead and get started with today's topic. I love technology. It's partly because it makes our lives so much more efficient. And the other part is because it's just cool and fun. You know, paying for something using my Apple Watch, it just never gets old seeing other people's reactions. I often wonder if you brought someone from ancient Rome into our day and age, what would they be impressed by the most? Would it be the airplane and how we can travel across the world in just hours at 30,000 feet above the earth? Or would it be how we no longer use horses for travel and we have cars going 70 miles an hour on interstates? And some of us maybe go a little faster than that. Would it be the magic of television and the 24-hour news and entertainment options available? What about superstores like Walmart and Target, air conditioning inside our houses, skyscrapers? The list could go on and on. But let's just think about what have been the biggest advances in the past 20 years. It's hard not to think about the rise of the smartphone and social media. You know, social media has single-handedly changed the fabric of American life. The latest statistics show that around 82% of Americans have a social networking profile. 82%. That's an insane number. And let's be honest, social media in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It creates connection with others, and you're able to keep in touch with people around the world. In fact, recently, I connected with a friend that I hadn't seen in over a year, and we picked up conversation like we had seen each other just last month. We knew what was going on in each other's lives because of social media, and we still felt close despite not having seen each other in so long. It's pretty amazing to have tools that enable people to stay in touch like that. Even how you're listening to this right now might have been shared through social media. It truly is a powerful tool. And I'll be honest, I could not give up social media totally. I like it, and I find it very useful. But every form of light casts a shadow, and social media has its share of dark shadows. I don't need to go through all the headlines of the past several years. All I need to say is that social media apps have been shown to have severe negative effects on our mental health. In fact, there was a study that found that teen girls blame Instagram for the increases in the rate of anxiety, depression, and suicide. And do you know who did that study? Facebook did, which owns Instagram. So Instagram's own study found that its platform was toxic, and not enough has been done to fix this. To be fair, Every innovation is going to have unintended consequences. You know, for example, knives that were designed for cooking can also be used in violent street crimes. But with the thousands of programmers that these social media companies have, I don't think we can just chalk this up as unintended consequences when researchers within their own companies know what's going on and how they can make it better. 
So here's the question. How do we make sense of this situation? I know this sounds absolutely crazy, but we have to go back to the ancient Romans. The ancient Romans were incredibly smart people, and their civil engineering was some of the best in the world. They were able to transport drinking water into cities, which is an astounding feat. And even more impressive, the Romans were able to channel spring water into their homes around 300 BC. Yes, you you heard that right. About 2,300 years ago, Romans found a way to have indoor plumbing. Now, let's be fair. This wasn't for the everyday Roman house. Having plumbing connected to your house was expensive and a status symbol, so it was mostly reserved for the high class and the elite groups. But still, what an innovation that was to have drinking water in your house 2,300 years ago. What an achievement. Or was it? Yes, it is really beneficial to have drinking water piped into your house. That's a game changer. I'm not going to argue that. We still have plumbing in American houses today because we agree that having access to water is pretty awesome. But here is where it went wrong for the Romans. The pipes were made of lead. And lead, well, it's not good for you. According to the EPA, low levels of lead in children can cause behavior and learning problems, lower IQ, slowed growth, anemia, and hearing problems. In adults, there can be severe cardiovascular effects, decreased kidney function, and reproductive problems. So lead is kind of a big deal. You can make an argument that the Romans didn't know the lead was bad for you. But you really can't make the case for that either after you read this from an EPA journal. And I quote, The Romans were aware that lead could cause serious health problems, even madness and death. However, They were so fond of its diverse uses that they minimized the hazards it posed, end quote. So the Romans used lead in pipes because it was resistant to corrosion and it made it so much more easier to deliver water into their homes. But they turned a blind eye to what the pipes were made of. In other words, the Romans wanted water in their homes, but they didn't care about the quality of that water. Historians argue about whether or not the lead pipes had so much of a health effect on the Roman leadership that it ultimately led to the downfall of the Roman Empire. I'm not going to go into that and make that argument, but here's what I think we all can agree on. We look back on this now and realize that was so dumb what the Romans did. They had enough information to act and find a solution. But it's easy to look back on history and call out where things went wrong. Now let me ask you this question. When people of the future look back on the initial advancement of social media, will they be saying the same thing? That we had good intentions of connecting people together through our phones, but there was lead in the pipes that was slowly having an effect on us and turning us into people we never wanted to become. The Romans who were high class enough to have running water thought it was awesome. And I'm sure those Romans who were not rich enough for plumbing thought they were nobody special because they didn't have that type of status symbol. They didn't have indoor plumbing. But here's the thing. It was the poor people who were drinking healthy water. And it was the elite people that were drinking sickness. 
We all want to be high class on Instagram and Facebook and have the most followers and the most influence. But what if that's just playing into the comparison culture that Facebook and Instagram have already precisely designed itself for? What if the popular influencers on Instagram are the most unhealthiest trying to live up to an unattainable, I'm never enough standard that culture has placed on them as they thirst for more approval from an unhealthy delivery method? To those that feel invisible online and look up to their icons and idols and wish they had that type of elite following and status, what if it was the nobodies and the everyday people that are the healthiest? You hear this all the time about how famous celebrities deal with their anxiety and depression, and you wonder, how is that possible when they have so much? But social media never gives you a feeling of having arrived it's always a thirst for more when you compare yourself to others. But in terms of social media, I'm not sure the answer is to stop social media altogether. There clearly are some very beneficial aspects that are good. No matter if you're a popular Instagram influencer or if you're someone that just follows a couple of accounts, there are things we can do to take the lead out of the pipes. And here are five tips that I'm trying to do in my own life. Tip number one, put limits on your social media. Take note of how much time you're spending on the social media apps. On iPhones, you can open up screen time in your settings and tell it to cut you off social media after you spend a certain amount of time on it each day. Pick the time limit for you that you feel is the most healthy and beneficial for your life. And also take note of when you get on social media and if there's a better part of the day that works best for you, where it's the most beneficial and not destructive. Tip number two, take inventory of how different posts make you feel. There may be people who you follow whose posts do not serve a beneficial purpose in your life for a variety of reasons. It's good to feel challenged in what you read, but it's another thing to feel depressed and have emotions lowered after you see something. Some posts can elicit negative feelings in us for a variety of reasons. Maybe you don't want to unfollow them, you just need a break from their posts. Most apps have a snooze button that you can activate that will silence or block those posts. Tip number three, do a detox. Pick a weekend or a couple random days to stay off of social media entirely. Think about how it makes you feel and what you learn from an experience like that. That can help you realize what positive things you missed about social media and the negative parts about social media that you can live your life without. This can give you clarity for the social media adjustments you can make in your daily life. You can make this a consistent activity as well, like maybe every Tuesday or every third weekend of the month you do a social media detox. Tip number four, your thoughts are the most precious thing you own. What enters through your eyes gets into your mind, and what gets into your mind can funnel into your heart. In other words, what you see matters. Protect your thoughts. Anything that isn't helpful for your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being isn't something worth dwelling on or looking at. Close out and move on. Tip number five. Make adjustments and don't look back. Some decisions you make might be misunderstood. 
For example, if you come to the conclusion that you follow too many people and you need to trim down your list, that might be misunderstood by others, maybe by friends even. But the important thing is that you are making the decision that is best for you at the stage of life you are in right now. And there's no shame in that. That's power. I'm here for you, and we're all in this journey of life together. I hope this episode has been helpful and uplifting to you. And if so, please leave us a podcast review if you can, because they help us so much. And of course, you can also visit our website at amilliondreams.info to learn more about A Million Dreams. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk with you again soon. Make it a great day.